The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. Yeah. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Hello, welcome to the Port Preview podcast for the Round 21 match against Collingwood. It'll be played on Sunday at four o'clock-ish at Adelaide Oval. Um, I'm Portia. Joining me, as is frequently the case, is Macca. Macca, how are you? Mate, wonderful. I am wonderful this evening. Fresh as a daisy, I've got to say. Well rested? Well rested? Well rested. Very well rested. I'm, I'm glad um, I woke up in time. People not listening live, we're a bit late because Macca fell asleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's obviously really pumped for tonight and this weekend, obviously. Look, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yep. Um, now, just on that, uh, we have had... Uh, I'm going to go early on one of the questions here. Um, we've had a question okay. from Schultz and Fest. It's more of a statement, which is, yeah. um, uh, can Mac19 go the whole podcast without saying that's it? And can Porsche go the whole podcast without saying realistically? I didn't think I said it. Like, I didn't think I had a word that I said all the time. Right. Well, realistically, let's give it a, a good crack, I reckon. That's it. Done. <laughs> Oh dear. All right. So look, uh, we'll go into the hot topic. Um, earlier today, I think uh, anyone that's a Port Adelaide member, and if you didn't get it, it means you're not a good Port fan. Um, got the letter from the CEO from KT um, about uh, having heard a thousand people telling him that they're not happy with what happened on the weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was interesting because it seemed like the, they were only accepting criticism for this week. Uh, I don't know if they think it's just a short-term issue that people are annoyed about, rather than it being. The sort of the, the the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I don't know. Did you read it, Macca? I did. I did. Look, realistically, mm-hmm. what is KT meant to write to the members? Honestly, like he's he's got to try and write something to be positive, to try and get people to the game. Uh, he probably knows that we really did stuff up massively on the weekend, and probably have for much of the year um, when it's mattered. Uh, so he's got to try and. Do what he does, and I've got no problem with what he wrote. To be honest, I'm I'm pretty happy with the email that got sent. Um, it is a bit like, well, you're stating the obvious a bit now, but it is mm. what it is. And uh, look, there was also just one other line in there which I thought interesting. Um, As a club, we are being challenged. I know what our answer will be. So my question for you, Macker, is what do you think he thinks our answer will be, and what do you think our answer will be? I think he thinks we will win by 70-plus points, and I think we'll win by 30-plus points. Okay. Okay, so that, fair probably, enough. That's probably the end of the podcast now, because we've done our uh, predictions. Oh, oh, but there's so much more to talk about. There's Done. so many really fascinating contests coming up and everything. Look, there's a little bit more to talk about. Um, we're obviously up against the Footy Show relaunch. Uh, yeah. Taking back that, yeah, taking back the team from the 90s pretty much and 80s back and I think Sam's there and whatever else. Um, beyond the first question, why, I'm just trying to think of, I try to think of shows from the 90s that shouldn't be relaunched that even more than the footy show. Mm. Um, one is probably Acropolis Now, if you remember that, um, yeah. from the Wogs Out of Work guys. That was a really terrible yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, and the only other one I could think of was probably Hey Dad and that's for very un-nice un, un, uh, un reasons. Yeah, you don't want to be touching up children on television these days, so... <laughs> Probably no, no. Uncalled for, that, isn't it? But that was the 90s, wasn't it? Um, no, that, that was the 90s. Probably more 80s. <laughs> Late 80s, yeah. those two, I reckon. You reckon you've... Uh, That's true. Yeah. Well, they were in the 90s. <laughs> the shows were in the 90s. They, they ran um, into the 90s. And then, yeah. 
I did, I did a short list of shows that maybe could be relaunched. Um, Burke's Backyard with the original theme. I wouldn't even care if Burke hosted it, just if it had the original theme for Burke's Backyard because it was just so corny. Um, I thought Gladiators, Race Around the World. Well, I actually they really... basically have done <laughs> Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, I what guess. Was that Ninja Warrior? It's almost the same yeah, as Gladiators. Yeah, true. It's true. like the, la- the last thing that the Gladiators used to have to do, the, the final challenge thing, where they had to yeah. run up that big elevator thing and do all that stuff. So the Ninja Warrior is basically exactly the same. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Race Around the World is a show I'd like to see come back again. I, I thought that was really good when it was on. Um, sea Change I enjoyed. I don't remember uh, and that. Race Around one? the World. Yeah, right? John Saffron. It was when John Saffron came up on the rise and he was doing these really good uh, shows from overseas. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And The Late Show, which I thought about that for a minute, that uh... it should be remade. But then I really thought that the, the front bar on Channel 7 is kind of the spiritual successor. And I kind of feel like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want, I don't want anything of that. To exist, so I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on uh, shows you'd like to see back from the nineties that better than the free show? Well, Craig Jones has said, uh, "What about Australia's naughtiest home videos?" Uh, okay, I think that lasted <laughs> about fifteen minutes and then got dragged mid-show. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably yep. the only show on the history of television to do that. I think <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and Dylan has said, "I'm being told The Simpsons is still going, which is uh, incredible." Wow, so, really? That is incredible. I I used to like religiously watch The Simpsons, you know, on Fox, Saturday mornings, you know, three hours of Simpsons, whatever. But the yep. last probably six or seven years, I don't reckon I've watched a single episode of The Simpsons. No, I haven't seen any new episodes of The Simpsons since forever, really. Why, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, adults aren't the demographic realistic. It's staggering that it's still going. That's... Surely they've run out of ideas. Surely. Well, that doesn't really matter when it's so corporate. Like you just, you just, Dylan, you just do stuff. You just make stuff, right? You know. Dylan has said it's been bad for about eighteen seasons, which yeah, right? <laughs> probably sounds about right. It's not wrong, is it? it yeah. That's that's really yeah. It, it's not been good for a long time, and I think that what's really changed is it was probably a time when it was actually reasonably entertaining if you were you know over the age of fourteen. Oh, for sure. Um, but I think that that's what's actually gone missing. But you know, obviously, kids are still watching it. And, and people that just watch it because they watch it. Yeah. I wonder if there must, there's probably a huge overlap with Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. Ugh. I want to see a remake of um, You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, the Afternoon Show with James Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, there, oh, I can't Re- remember recovery? what it's called. No, there was another game show which was similar to sort of Gladiators which had people from different states going off against each other. But I can't oh, it's a knockout. It it's a knockout, yes. <laughs> that, that, that was, was 80s, though, for sure. That was, that awesome. was for sure 80s. Yeah, oh, I loved it. It did it have great. a comeback in the 90s for about uh, uh, okay. one cool, season, cool. I reckon, and then they got rid of it again. But that was wicked. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, no, I loved the idea of that one. That was actually quite fun. That's pretty cool. That's it. Mm. All right. Well, look, do you want to talk some football briefly and before we get to questions and stuff? Do we have to? Well, okay. Here's a footballish question. It's not okay. quite about football. Um, the first question is, will this be the game that gets a coach sacked? Because Ooh. if Collingwood those Buckley, look, he's already luckily to go, and this might be enough of an impetus now that they had the footy show launch to give him something for a strong second week to sack him after the uh, loss to Port Adelaide. Yep. Um, but if Port lose, if Port lose to Collingwood, a team that we smashed at the MCG earlier this year, you, I really reckon Ken's got to go. Oh, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, I would say that if we lose this week, um, and we will, 
we will really... Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't see the club sacking him. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. It would take us to lose out on the finals so far. To miss the finals, I reckon Ken will go. That'll well, be... I mean, this would, this would bring us pretty close to that, wouldn't it? Like, we haven't, you know, this is meant to, this is probably the easier of the ones we've got remaining, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Look, we don't want to be losing this game. No doubt. We, we really no. don't want to let, be losing this game. Is Bucks done? Probably. I, I yeah, can't see, so. I can't see why they would keep him. And I can't see why so many Port fans are interested on bringing Bucks to Port Adelaide to be our next coach either. So I've read that quite a bit well. around the place. And it's like, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Are you reading Facebook? I've read it on Facebook. I've read it on Twitter. I've read it everywhere. Okay. I don't know. Look, I think that there's a lot of Port fans that just never got over the fact he didn't join the initial squad, realistically. Mm. I'm, sure it's, I'm sure there's a similar number of people that would like to get Craig Bradley involved with the club again too, you know, um, for the same reason, realistically. So, so, like, the same people are very critical of Ken not making the most of a great squad. Well, Bucks has done an even worse job with, a, with probably an even better squad since he's been there. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I understand a lot of people think he's this tactical genius, but, again, well, I, don't, I don't get it. He talks the talk tactically. He's great in the media tactically, um, but I can't think of a single thing that Collingwood have done in the last four years where I've go, wow, Buckley has really shown his uh, tactical nous today, sort of thing. Uh, it's, it's more often the other way around. Well, I mean, I think it's a thing with midfield strong sides um, is that they have a tendency to be high momentum games, so you can get coaches with a strong midfield. Uh, looking like geniuses because they're completely dominated an entire game. And when you do that, then people think you're a strategic genius. But equally, so if you're not on top, you get smashed. And the more more reliant you are on midfield as opposed to, you know, things like key forwards and key defenders, then the more exposed you are to these swings of momentum. And I think that's really where Collingwood's at, realistically. Like, they, they just become more and more midfield-based. And, um, yeah, and that's why occasionally they look like geniuses and sometimes they look like absolute chumps. And, uh, yeah, that, that's where we're at with that. So. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But look, speaking about Collingwood, um, we'll have a very, very brief recap of what they've been doing this season. It's been a bit of an interesting season for Collingwood. Um, they're in a they're in a spot of good form at the moment. Um, they've won or drawn all of their last four games, so they've had two two wins, a draw, and then a win. Uh, they beat Gold Coast and Gold Coast, uh, West Coast and North Melbourne and Docklands, and they drew against Adelaide at the MCG. But prior to that, they lost four in a row at the MCG. Yeah. Uh, and their MCG record is three one and eight, which for your home ground that's pretty appalling. Um, it's um, it's Port Adelaide level that one. Yeah, just about. Mm. Uh, and uh, look, when you look at the way they play, I mean, and the fact that they've had a much better rate of success at Docklands, um, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if that's really tells you where Collingwood's at. Is that they're not necessarily great out in the open air? They do like a nice fast track. They they play really inconsistent. Football, and that's why we're talking about it's all about the midfield. Um, they're the most uncontested possession in the side in the league, sorry. Um, yeah. but they've got the third least clangers against them, which means they're not forcing turnovers all that much, they're just sort of hoping they come off. Uh, yeah. they've got the least contested possession one against them because they're not near the ball. So, those are the three things saying that they're really very outside. Um, the sixth and the most clearances one, uh, and the fourth least clearances against, so they're just really, really strong at getting first possession pretty much, uh, and first significant possession, I should say. Um, they've won the third. Most inside 50s in the league, but they're only ninth for goals scored. 
Um, so their forward efficiency is probably not ideal, and that's really, I suppose, reflected when you look on side and they've got like one key position forward. Yeah, exactly. And they've conceded the least in side 50s in the league, but they've got the seventh most, seventh most goals scored against. So when you get it into their into your forward 50 against Collingwood, like you're pretty much going to get a goal, yeah. you know, more more than you would against other teams. And that's yeah. really says that, you know, the defence isn't all that great. So everything points to saying, if you beat Collingwood's midfield, you beat Collingwood. Um, mm-hmm. that's, so that's so are we going to do it? That's probably fair. Yeah. Well, their the midfield yeah. is where it's at, isn't it? It's a very, very good yeah, midfield. Absolutely. We spoke about this earlier in the year, but, you know, Adams, Trelaw, Sidebottom, Pendlebury, that's as good a, you know, top four uh, midfield group as you're going to get, just about. Um, throw in guys like Crispin, Hoskin, Elliott, and um, Dugowie, um, you know, Greenwood as well. And they, they've got some decent second stringers that run through there too. So it does bat very, very deep. Um, Daniel Wells, when he plays, um, you know, has played some really, oh. really good footy this year. Um, and they do actually seem to rely on him quite a bit, I think, um, which is also pretty interesting. Yeah, well, we did talk about seven, quality. Seven, one, and two in the ten games that he's played. So basically, yep. when he plays, they win. Yeah, because while they're getting a lot of possession, the use of it is really probably where they're falling down. That they're not really doing anything with it. They're playing. They're playing ninety style possession football, which was really popular when Bucks was playing. Nineties, um, early two thousands possession football, like we used to, realistically. Um, and we hated, if you recall, I, I remember I hated it. Everyone hated possession football back in, back when we were doing it. Um, and that's really kind of what Colin was doing. Um, they, of oh, those sure. players you name, um, a couple of big outs for Collingwood this week. We'll just skip ahead very briefly and come back. Um, Brody Grundy, Daniel Wells, and Levi Greenwood are all out. Um, yeah. So Grundy and Wells out. Like you just said, Wells is linked with wins at Collingwood. Yeah. Um, so that's not good for them. And Brody Grundy out. Like, what's right as up against Mason Cox? It's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's the three really, and, and you can't underestimate Greenwood as well because he's done some wonderful yeah. tagging jobs this year. He completely oh, yeah. shut down, uh, I think Dangerfield when they beat Geelong um, yeah. or Selwood. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so those three outs are huge for them, really yeah. huge. Well, I mean, they're, they're three players that you got to beat, aren't they? Realistically, yeah, uh, and they're all they're all out, and they're not really replaced with a lot. Yeah, so um, that's great for us. Um, all right. Well, look, they've had changes, but we've had changes too. We've had a few on paper, and uh, because it's a Sunday game, we won't really know until tomorrow whether they're actually making the dramatic changes that looks like they might be making or not. Um, well, we, but we, we, we kind of do. We kind, we of, kind do. of know a little bit. We know a little bit. We know, uh, know Dougal Howard's been named on the field, so yep. that's good. So he's, he's in. And Dan Houston's been named on the field, so he's in too. He's in. And Chad um, Wingard. Chad Wingard. God, yeah, sorry, I forgot about Chad. I mean, I just assumed everyone would think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if, Chad Wingard's, if Chad Wingard's on the list and he's not playing, it's not when we're saying, oh, we're we going to play Chad Wingard. I don't know. He has to earn his spot back through the SNFL. Mm. <laughs> so um, we know those three and, are definites. Yes, that's right. They are definites. Uh, and uh, our bench is Sam Palpepper, Jake Need, Carl Amon, Matt White, Aidan Johnson, Riley Bonner, and Brendan Archie. A lot of flankers there. That is um, Blanker City, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I kind of feel like the three to drop out have got to be Need, White and Bonner. But they're well, probably, I don't know, you, what are your thoughts? You say that. Well, Bonner's been named at the Magpies. So Good. you would say he will be uh, playing there. Need and Archie are named as an out for the AFL side. So mm-hmm. it looks like... Need and Archie might be playing. 
Um, well, one might be emergency because it's a Sunday game. True, that is true. That is very true. I would expect mm. the bench will be Power Pepper, Amon, White, and Archie. Would I think you... Johnson instead of White. I would. I would much prefer that. I definitely would. I and look, I would have preferred Bonner to play as well. Um, I would have gone in with a young bench and, and seen what they do. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I doubt they will do that. Maybe this is the game that we give Pal Pepper a break. Well, I doubt that, but yeah. Because he was pretty poor on the weekend. You um, say that, but you look at the seven players on the interchange and he's still the best of them apart from Amon. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that as well. But he's also <laughs> a 19-year-old in his first season who's played every single week. Uh, he is probably feeling it at the moment, and Archie he probably is. and Pal Pepper are probably like for like ish. Um, <laughs> no, Pal Pepper's damaging. <laughs> in in terms of size and where they are likely to play, um, <laughs> you know, that's like that's uh, like Archie... having a rule that says you always have to play a ranger in the side. <laughs> well, if we're gonna drop Pal Pepper. Who is likely to come in and replace his role in the team? It's not going to be Jake Need, is it? Come on. Like, <laughs> or Riley well, Bonner or Matt White is going to be Archie because they're kind of similar. Um, but look, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Do we really need to watch Jake Need run around doing nothing again? Like, No, nah, nah, just piss him off. Considering um, we just dropped him like two weeks ago for doing that exact same thing. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm just sort of wondering what's happened with Joe Atley. Why isn't he back in? Um, well, that's a fair question. That's a fair he's question. Missed, he's missed some pretty embarrassing losses. So, mm. yeah, we got absolutely pummeled in the midfield on the weekend. Yeah. Just about the most embarrassing midfield display I can remember seeing from a Port Adelaide side. Yeah. And yeah. we've pretty well done nothing. To fix that with the changes that we've made so far. That's it. So, realistically, I'm not too sure what they're trying to achieve. Um, I mean, the other questions are: look, you look at the outs. Homsha's out injured. That's fair enough. Whatever. Uh, Aaron Young, Angus yeah. Bonfries, Jackson Trengove. Young, well, you know, the roller coaster of Aaron Young continues. Gus Bonfries, well, that was completely pointless in playing any game at yeah. all. So, you know, what's the point of? doing that, I don't know. And Jackson Trengove out, omitted. Um, some would say finally. Um, but why now? Well, why now? Why do you choose now to drop Jackson Trengove? Because he's not producing in that role where he's sort of key forward and sort of a backup ruckman, realistically, yeah. as well as they would hope. That's got to be which, it, really. Which he hasn't performed for about 11 weeks now. So, Well... Why do you choose now to make drastic changes to the side that you were pretty settled on for 20 weeks of the year? I guess it's probably meant to be a pre-finals kick up the bum. Yeah. Um, that, that would be the, my guess. The other query that I've got is um, apparently Nick's on radio was saying that uh, Dougal Howard will most likely play back. He will definitely start back, and that is where he will play most of his football. <laughs> So we've actually we've actually managed to bring in Dougal Howard and make ourselves smaller somehow up forward. Nick Con- Salter number two. Congratulations, well done, everybody. Nick Salter, Nick Salter two point um, Look, I did call it earlier in the year that Dougal Howard might have a future in as a backman because he's got the height, and with that 
exactly what we are looking among the tall defenders is having the guy that's you know 20 centimeters as a backman. Um, yeah. I've got so no, no at all with Dougal Howard playing back. He's played great footy down back yeah. in the yeah. SANFL this year. That's perfectly fine. I'm yep. more than happy yep. with that. But why choose yeah. this week yeah. against a Collingwood side, which is very small? They so only have two, yeah. They only have two key position forwards. That's it. They've got one Ruckman. That's all. Uh, they've got no other tolls on the bench. No. Um, why do we need to play Howard down back? Well, Gary, Jonas can do the job on Moore or Reed. Uh, Cleary yeah. will take the other one. Who's Howard going to take? What's the point? I don't know. I don't know, Macca. It's was really it strange. Dougal Howard's going to play on Jamie Elliott or something. Great. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Westhoff plays forward because last time against Collingwood, he he floated back the whole time and he was just appalling. It was. I reckon that's the worst game I saw have ever seen Justin Westhoff play that game against mm-hmm. Collingwood last time. Um, and that's saying something. Um, yeah. So maybe Dougal Howard's being prepped to be a new Westhoff because he can play a little bit forward and they have tried him in right before and if they put him in defence now, then he's, a, he's our replacement Westhoff down the line in theory. Yeah, Maybe, maybe that's the thinking. Well, maybe. Um, I'm not too sure. I just don't understand why we're choosing this particular game to make these changes. Like, You don't really need to make them this week against this opposition. Well, I, I, I don't mind them making the changes. I just think they should have made them earlier in the year. Yep, like when we exactly talk about right. a mid-season, exactly right. you know, in round, round 9, 10, 11, 12, around that area, you know, that was exactly when we should have been doing it, Again, when bringing these guys like, uh, uh, particularly Howard in against a side that he might actually be able to have some success against uh, as, yeah. as a return to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing it now. I, I don't, look, I don't. The only thing this... I can hope is that they're foxing a little bit on radio and trying to throw... Oh, I'd say they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't see any conceivable reason why Howard would play back this week with when we've dropped Trengove. Um, you know, maybe if we kept Trengove in, then maybe I could see why he might play back. But I don't know. Allowing Charlie to literally go up on his own, up forward, as the only sole toll, um, I don't get it at all. I don't understand it. But that's nothing new. So let's move along. Um, yeah. We can talk now briefly about uh, Collingwood. Um, they've had a few changes, where I mentioned the outs, and the ins are really kind of, I don't know, they're... They're a bit son of, aren't they? Um, so apart from Mason Cox, you've got Callum Brown, James Aish, and Josh Dacos all in. Um, they're all sons of. Uh, and then you've got um, Tim Broomhead and Josh Smith coming in. So those, yeah. what, three will drop, I guess? Two will drop. No, no yeah. I don't know. So Callum Brown's in because he's, he's named on the field. So yeah, he's yeah. another in. So you're picking out of Aish, Dacos, Broomhead, and Smith. And you would think you would think maybe Aish would be the one. He had a massive game in the uh, in the VFL last week. So Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. A shit ton of bowl, so I would, I would assume Wait. that he will come in. All right, uh, now rap contest. Um, last time we were talking about, oh gee, I don't know, because you thought Heath Grant, uh, Grant, Heath Grant, no, Brody, uh, Brody Grundy, Brody Grundy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was an old one. Brody <laughs> Grundy uh, was going to be the Australian ruckman, um, and uh, he wasn't, uh, and now he probably definitely isn't. Um, he's out, so it's going to be. Look, this is Patrick Ryder by how far the rap contest this week, isn't it? You would assume so. I mean, they brought in Mason Cox as the uh, the token toll, and that's basically what he is. He's not too bad up forward, um, but he's not a ruckman, despite the fact that he's like 287 yeah. metres tall. But um, he, he's not really a ruckman, and I would hope that uh, Ryder can bounce back from last week and uh, absolutely tear him apart. I think they're going to try and use him like Steve McKee and just have him sort of jump up and not do anything apart from mess up the contest. Yeah. 
He's, uh, he's just going to wave at people and say, oh, I'm really tall. And that's probably about it. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's move on to the only area we're talking about, which is the Collingwood midfield. Yes. Yeah. You want to give us the rundown on, on, the, on the midfield, Macca? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Trillar yeah. Adams, Pendlebury, side bottom. Well, P- Pendles is still out, isn't he? So, is he? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So oh, that's, uh, okay, that's, that's bonus. Good. Yeah, he's always the one that kills us. Yeah. Trillar is, is good. Um, yeah, Trillar yeah. is very good. Adams is very good. Side bottom is very good. Um, and, oh, and wow. As I said, Brown's been those, in Yeah. Uh, some of those second stringers are, are pretty good as well. Crisp gets a, a fair bit of the bowl. He's got a really strong yes. body. Hoskin Elliott's had a, a pretty decent year for his first year at Collingwood. Uh, I've been pretty impressed by him. Uh, Tom Phillips gets a, a hell of a lot of the ball. Um, I'm not even sure if he's playing, actually. Uh, yeah, and, and was in the interchange. Yeah, uh, and that's about it, really. Um, yeah. yeah look, that, that's where the, they might win the game, is, is certainly through the midfield. It's not going to be up forward or down back. If they get on top in the midfield, um, that's going to be their best chance. Mm. Oh, that's really their only chance, realistically. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's really if if you can look, we don't need to stop Pendlebury, so that's good. Um, if we can stop one of Trelaw or Adams, then we, they really should kind of fall apart. But I think of those, you'd really want to stop Adams pulling more than Trelaw. I'm not yeah. so I'm not so worried about Trelaw. Um, he's good when he's got the other guys there as well. But uh, I don't know. I, I would be concerned about Trelaw because he's a, a bloody great player. Um, oh, he and, is, but I he think 30, that he's better he in a complete midfield. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. He had 35 touches against us last time, so mm, mm. Uh, he had a pretty big game there. But... Yeah, yeah. Look, he's, he's exactly the sort of player that um, if you were going to recruit him, you'd want to already have a couple of really good mids. Like, he'd, he's sort of an icy yeah. player for me. So. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. Um, Pendles had 32 touches. Uh, he had seven tackles. He had eight inside 50s, which was the most of any player on the ground. Uh, six clearances. So yeah. they, they're going to miss that. Uh, they are yeah. hugely going to miss that. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe a good return for Sam Palfeffer. <laughs> yeah, or maybe this is uh, maybe he should play this week and um, hopefully get a lot more of the ball. Honestly, if Callum Brown could be named in the midfield for Collingwood, you'd think Atley, really. I mean, God, I would have, I would have liked to see Atley versus um, Brown last year, really. I would, I would have loved to have seen Atley, but I think um, – I read somewhere that may, I don't even think Adley was named in the SANFL, so maybe he's not uh-huh. this week at all. Okay. Maybe he's injured. Yeah, maybe. All right. And moving forward, um, well, Darcy Moore. Uh, Fasolo's good. I, I do like Fasolo. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The rest is all right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> like Ben Reid's, um, you know, he's had a up and down year, like he's uh, almost literally, because he's played down back, he's played up forward. Um, he'll probably play up forward this week, you would think, mm. and uh, he is actually a, a pretty reasonable forward as well, so we certainly have to uh, keep our wits about him, because he is a strong mark, he's a great kick for goal. Yeah. Uh, Darcy Moore, I don't know, He's hasn't really clicked for him at all this year, I don't think. No. Um, he, he's got a little bit better as the year's gone on, but there's massive expectations on him. Yeah, and I just don't think he's struggling with that mentally uh, as well as he could be at this point in time. Uh, and it certainly hasn't helped his case by being literally the only key forward in their side for pretty much the whole year. Um, I mean, we we whinge a lot about Charlie Dixon being the only forward, but, you know, Charlie's a mature-age player. You know, he's, what, 27? You know, he's built like a brick outhouse and all that sort of stuff. Darcy Moore's still, you know, only 21 
still pretty skinny, uh, and he's had pretty much the whole forward line on his shoulders. Yeah, and look, I mean, I, as much as you say that, and that's all very true, um, he's also, in theory, a lot of the balls come down his direction, um, and he's still only averaging just over a goal a game. Um, so I, I don't know. I think there might be a bit of everything. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we're playing Dixon. We, we complain about Dixon, you know, oh, we still kicked 37 goals this year. Um, yes. Yeah. So. yeah, look, he's played well. He's played really, really well. And Dixon's a better f- footballer than Darcy Moore is at the moment, no doubt. Yeah, that's well, that's it, isn't it, really? Um, all right, and Collingwood defence, Jeremy Howe. Um, yeah. I think Howe's still going to be in the old Australian team. You know, he's had a great yeah. year. He's had a really, really good year. Um, but again, well, we, we should really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very uh, Joel Bowden-ish, isn't it? Yeah, hugely, yeah. It is, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, the rest of their defence doesn't, right, really, the uh, doesn't really okay. concern me too much, no. to be honest. You know, I would hope that you know we would have a, a pretty similar result to last time with you know Robbie kicking five and Dixon having a pretty good game and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I can't see any r- logical reason why that, shouldn't happen apart from us sort of going in underprepared. Um, there's no reason why we should lose this game. No, there's not. There no, really isn't. isn't. Not no. a single one. No. Um, I was more, com- I was, I was less confident against St Kilda than I am this game. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means considering yeah, you barely won that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's no reason why we should lose this game. Uh, but God, we've That's said it. that a, a few times over the last few years, haven't we? So, yeah. Yeah, all right. And uh, moving on to the game in general. Um, coach, should we be concerned about Nathan Buckley? Well, he hasn't beaten us, so no. Really? Well, he's beaten us a couple of times as coach. No. Uh, has he? Um, well, they, well they they've lost the last three games against us. So I don't know. I don't think I don't remember much back much further than that. I guess he must have won a couple. I think he did. He must have done. Yeah, he has know. to have, surely. Maybe, maybe pre... Oh, yeah, we did lose to him um, in 2014. That's right. Yeah. I was there at that go. game. I should remember that. I was there. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, we've won five of the last six, so that's all right. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then which side has a psychological advantage? I mean, it's got to be us. We smashed them at the MCG, which is their home ground. Um, yeah. They did draw with the Crows, and we just got smashed by them, though, on the other hand. So um, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what that means, but that was also at the MCG. Uh, it's got be, it should be four. There's no reason why Port should lose this one, um, yeah. but who knows? Re- who knows? Realistically, we've got the advantage, for sure. And, um, Hugely, yeah. We should uh, absolutely keep that, I think. There, as we said, there's no real reason why Collingwood should win this game. Uh, because we've got a better team, Not at all. we've got a better midfield, a better forward line, and a better defensive group. Uh, so that's and we've got a ruckman. Be... And we've got a ruckman. That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, look, we're into the fun part. Let's move on to questions from Big Buddy. Oh yes, there we go. Uh, questions from us against the rest. Has Ken lost the playing group? Ah, uh, ask me after this match. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. I think. Um, has he lost the playing? I, I'm not sure if he has. Uh, all signs from the weekend might point to yes, but um, I'm not I, sure. It feels like the playing group, because I've been in this job before, it feels like the playing group are in a job where they just like, uh, the pay's good and it's easy. <laughs> and some days you feel like doing it, other days you don't, but you're still going to show up and keep doing the job every day until there's a reason to not be in the job anymore. Mm. 
I don't know if that's losing the players, but they certainly don't seem to be consistently motivated, um, which that is worrying. Which is um, a worry when we're sitting fifth on the ladder. and uh, It's strange when we're sitting fifth on the ladder. At, make, at making finals and doing some damage in the finals. If it, wasn't for our, if it wasn't for our injury list, there's no way we would be finishing at fifth. Yeah, like if it wasn't for the fact that we had so few injuries this year, there's no way we'd be in that position. Yeah. Um, and we've been trading four players, don't forget, and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, we, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't recall an opposition side where I've watched them play and recognised them being in the position that it looks like we're in right now. I can't recall that happening. Um, where they just sort of ended up doing quite well despite everything. Yeah, oh, I'm not 2000, sure. It's been a 2005 bizarre year. 2005, maybe. Yeah, us it really 2005. has been a bizarre year. Yeah, yeah. Like us in 2005, there's no. We probably should have missed the finals, but but we somehow made. No, I can't think of any. Yeah, I don't know. Given how the end did. result to that year, I wish we didn't miss the finals. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Alright, next question. Next question is from Don Draper. Um, if our plane crash landed and the players were stranded in the snow, starving and afraid, who would okay. eat who first? Oh, you've got to look for the guys with the high metabolism, don't you? So it's probably the midfielders. Um, yeah, I reckon they'd be the mids. Uh, uh, and I reckon Ollie Wines would get hungry first, but I don't know that he'd be the first one to knock someone out. I reckon it'd be probably Pep. Um yeah, yeah. Charlie, Dixon, you're, in, you're in trouble, mate. You've got the most oh, meat yeah. on you. You're in, yeah. uh, you're in a bit of trouble. I reckon guys like, uh, especially if if um if it was this team, like Jakey Need and Sammy Gray and Carl, all those sub one eighty guys, they're they're going to be looking at Charlie, going, mate. There's there's a good sort of um, you know, there's a good leg there. Oh, I could certainly have some of that. Uh, oh yeah. Look, I mean, I kind of know what you're saying, but you also do need. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, maybe Charlie. It could be that Tom Jonas is in worry for a similar reason, but he'd probably be able to fight him off. So I don't know. He's got big muscle. I don't know. He's, he's probably he'd be, he'd be he'd pretty be at all. Oh, yeah, but you're not looking for a delicious meal, Macca. You're looking for sustenance, and muscles well, hold a lot of kilojoules. Well, you've still got to make the most of it. You know, I'm, I'm sure they can find, find some, um, you know, wild pepper berries or something to to make it a bit more palatable. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. You never know. Next, next question. Some salt bush or something. You never know. Uh, a bit of gravy. Someone will have gravy on board. Oh, okay. Here's a, here's a linked question. Um, which port player do you think would be deep fried the best? <laughs> uh, deep fried Darcy Burn Jones. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I reckon. That's it. <laughs> the deep fried DBJ. All right. Uh, Fantastic. Anyway, needs gravy. Who was your favourite Hogan's Heroes character? Oh, I didn't like Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, I never really watched it. So I only know... Schultz, I guess. Sergeant Schultz. Schultz. <laughs> That's the only one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mission Possible. I, I, I definitely Go. didn't like Hogan. Sorry, I just want to say I definitely didn't like Hogan. Yeah. Mm. I was more of a MASH fan from that sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah, that MASH sort of era. Yeah, MASH all right. Yeah. Pretty cool. I didn't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can All right, get stuff. Question. Uh, Mission Possible okay, I will. <laughs> has asked, uh, can you please explain how 13 teams are below us on the ladder? Uh, injuries and the fact that a lot of them are trying to develop a list, whereas we've been trading for guys like Ryder and Dixon the last couple of years um, prior to this most recent draft. Yeah. Um, we are realistically, like we've been setting up for a couple of years towards a premiership. Uh, 
So I don't know. <laughs> like we're saying, we've over, you could say we've overperformed, but we haven't overperformed because we've had a lot of things really go our way um, this season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really, that's it. That's fair. That's a good, good mm. response. Power, power, power has asked, with Ryder and Lobie struggling for form recently, what are the chances of Barnaby French breaking into this team? Pretty high. Pretty yeah. high. When, come on. When is Kane Ackland going to get a go? Like, you know. I think... It's a bit, he's been on the Kane list for 18 list years. He's played, played four his... games. Come on. Give him a, give him a chance. <laughs> I think if uh, Kane Ackland was on our list, he'd probably be playing ahead of Dougal Howard, but that's sort of wrong. Yeah. Mm. I can still see Kane Ackland doing not much in the uh, in the Magpies. <laughs> <laughs> like he did for seven years. Um, mm. That's about it. Oh, well. And yes, Fabian DeLuca, never forget. Anyway, ah! Monkey Tunk Man has asked, uh, why do I not have any interest in this game at all? Probably because, because you... we're yeah, likely God. to win. Um, we expect to win. And if we do win, it really means pretty much nothing. We, we won't have learnt a single thing from this game. I think if you can't enjoy smashing Collingwood, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, look, if we do smash Collingwood, that will be very enjoyable. I will say like, even 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 at its most disinteresting. Like, if everything else is going terribly or everything else is going really well, I will still enjoy smashing Collingwood. So, as I've said, yeah. I've um, I've really I I tend to take every game on face value and take it as it comes and just watch it and enjoy it in the moment without sort of going, oh well, they've done this this week, you know, da da da, that sort of thing. Um, so if we win by lots, I'll certainly enjoy that. If we win by 21 points, I'll be asking questions why we could only beat Collingwood by 21 points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Christoph has asked, which anatomical enhancement would you prefer to have? Uh, there's two choices here. There is a, a gold sack with a green wood or a broom head with a steel side bottom. No, thanks. <laughs> No to the all of the above. <laughs> Give me a gold sack any day, I reckon. God. 24 carat. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, Christoph has also asked, what's better, Porsche's pronunciation of Loby or Loeb or Rick's pronunciation of Monfries? What's wrong with how I say Lobby? Lobby. There we go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Loby, but, uh, you know. Well, it's that? not either, realistically. It should be Lobber, but, you know, he's not German, so Lobe. I'm just going to say... I'm just going to say lobby. Screw it. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> lobby and Montfri. That's it. Well, no, oh, Montfri is that. actually Montfri is actually a Scottish name. It's not French. I've not really realised how Rick says Montfri. How does he say Montfri? Montfries or something? Does? Oh, maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That's a Rick sort of thing to do. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charcoal Chatty's asked three questions. I, I love this. This is my favourite question ever. Um, okay. And I'm going to ask all three because <laughs> it really does suit. Is the Bassett-style defence not gelling with our run-and-gun game plan? Did we still use the run-and-gun game plan? What is our game plan? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That, that sums it up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> what everyone's, <laughs> what everyone is feeling at the moment, I think. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. Um, well, okay, answering the question seriously, 
uh, yeah, it is very hard to be exercising a press and then also being constantly ready to go on the advantage to sort of run down the other end of the field um, because while you're running down, you're also meant to be thinking about, oh, what's going to happen the other way? Um, I suppose it might be fair to say that whatever we're trying to do requires intense focus, um, which is hugely demanding for players to do. Um, so, yeah, you know, if, if you're a team that can manage that, great. And if you're not, then you just look dumb. There's been more than one coach who's had a, a really clever idea, but they've just been let down by the fact their list haven't been able to do it. Um, people talk about Gerard Neesham being sort of the pioneer of possession football in a lot of ways. Uh, and his main problem there is he just didn't have the cattle to execute, realistically. Uh, yeah. And he wasn't, communic- wasn't communicating it well enough. But then, you know, five years later, everyone's doing what Freya was trying to do, pretty much. Doing the old kick backwards to retain possession, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, look, if, if you can have a fantastic game plan, but if you can't communicate it and the cattle can't do it, then it's worthless. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's where we are. I, th- I think you're right. I, I don't really think we're trying to... Are we still trying to play a running gun game plan? I don't really think no, we are. No, well, you see, that's the thing. I don't think we are, but I think that we're sort of forcing ourselves to because we don't play forwards. We don't play a forward line, realistically. We just, we just yeah. don't play one. Mm. Um, so the only way to get it, you know, if you've got the ball, if you've got, if you've got the ball on defence and you're loading out your defence and you go, okay, now we've got to go forward, well, you've got to run like buggery and you've got to have multiple players do it. Um, otherwise, it's just going to turn over. Yeah. That's fair. So... Um, Next question, the FVK has asked, what will cause our first podcast meltdown? Um, Trade week. I, I would say we've already had numerous meltdowns on this podcast over the years, but we've got a couple of options here. We've got Porsche after Port draft a flanker over a toll with our first four picks in the 2018 Super Draft, or Macca reaching a tipping point over Rick's fidgeting. I get far angrier about trade week uh, than I do the draft, even when we draft badly. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely trade week. I, I, I'm always angry. I'm always angry in trade week. I'm always constantly refreshing and being annoyed at the things that I'm reading on the internet about trade week. Absolutely, I trade trade week is just the most stressful, awful week ever. Realistically, oh no, I said it. <laughs> you, you did say it like uh, about three times in a row in the last oh, thing no. we spoke about. <laughs> Shit. Oh well. Man, I didn't realize I said that. Yeah, you've said it about 10 uh, times so far this podcast, so there you go. Bloody hell. I, I heard myself saying really a few times, and I'm thinking, oh, that was close. Did I actually say it? Oh, uh, yeah. God. Yeah. I've, I've said uh, the thing that I'm not supposed to say a couple of times as well, so yeah, that's all right. <laughs> oh, dear. I should, you see, this is a new problem if it's all scripted. If it was all scripted, then we'd know not to say those words. Yeah. I've got about <laughs> half a page of notes in front of me, and that's about it, so <laughs> and they're yeah, all questions. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, bugger. All right. Uh, Datbird has asked, uh, what about short sleeves under long sleeves? I don't care. Could work. Yeah. Could work. Why? 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 Why was that matter? Because uh, apparently, I haven't gone back and watched the replay of last week's game, obviously, but um, um, <laughs> thanks, Dylan. Uh, apparently, we were wearing uh, long sleeves. Um, but they weren't long sleeve Guernseys. It was like a long sleeve top with our normal Guernsey over the top of the long sleeve. Okay. And it looked a bit stupid. I didn't notice. Uh, I, I, I don't. No, I don't. I don't want to upset the the, the Port Adelaide uh, uh, gear store cabal um, by, by giving my 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 actual view. So I'm just going to say that's terrible. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it might have had something to do with sponsors. Maybe they had the wrong sponsor on the long sleeve tops or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I did read a, a very interesting theory from... I can't remember who it was on Bigfooty, but they um, suggested a potential theory of why Houston didn't play the um, Indigenous round and also right. the why he didn't go to the China game was that they didn't order a number 43 Guernsey for him. Yeah, but I didn't think that... Well, that seems terrible because they don't... Like, they don't order all the, they don't order all the Guernseys at the start of the year, do they? Well, I would think that um, they possibly do. I don't know. Because I... And I, I thought they sold all the ones, like the, all the extras anyway, like it, when they made too many. I thought they sold them, didn't they? Yeah, I would, I would have thought they would um, make a huge batch up at the start of the year and say, here is like five away Guernseys, five home Guernseys, everyone gets an Indigenous Guernsey, etc., etc. There's just no reason not to because, I mean, even if even if you think, oh, Houston's not going to play, I mean, there's someone out there who'll fork up money for a a number 43 signed by Dan Houston if he didn't play a game. You know, people people do that. They go, oh, it's an as, it's an as the match Guernsey. It's got the number on the back like the AFL players. Are. Like, it's still a legit Guernsey. So, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. I don't yeah, know. Right. It's an interesting theory, that one, though. I liked it. I liked uh, uh, thinking out, outside the square like that. Okay. Next question. Uh, Bugat has asked, uh, what type of statement is this making? Did the right players get dropped? Uh, well, the, the big question is, no. and it has to be, how does Jarman Impey keep getting a game? Yeah, I'm at that point now. Yeah. He's really not done anything at all for about two months. Look, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm not, where I, we've got to trade Jarman Impey this year. Like, we've got to do it. Um, because I just don't think I don't think he'll ever achieve consistency, and it's not. I don't think it's something that's fixable. I think it's just he doesn't focus. Um, you know, you always get players that are hugely talented, but then they just don't have the football brain that you want. Yeah. Um, to perform consistently, and I think he's exactly that player. Well, he, had a, he, had um, he just a doesn't seem to get it. Patch earlier in the year where he kicked oh, yeah, yeah. about eight goals in four weeks or something, and you thought, yeah, well, yeah. you know, maybe he's he's kind of relishing that sort of forward flank role where he can have a few shots at goal and, and he's actually sort of slotting them, but he's really not done anything since maybe the Hawthorne game where he had five or six shots on goal. Um, he's just, got, yeah. the, the only thing I can think of is that we just consider his potential run uh, far too important to drop out of the side because that's... And he's not even doing that all that often at the no, moment. I, I, I just don't understand like why guys like Young and Archie just go on this merry-go-round in and out of the side. But um, Jars is a, a bit of a mainstay. Um, cause I, I don't get if, it. If anybody... And I'm trying not to be harsh on Jars because I do like him. I think he's got great potential. Is he going to reach that potential? I, I don't know if he will or not. But he's just not played great footy for a good sort of six or seven weeks now. Um, and yeah. I would have thought, like, again, he did nothing on the weekend at all. Oh, I don't get how he keeps getting a game. I think that 
when you've got a guy with an exceptional attribute like he does, which is just his burst of speed. I think coaches like to have a player like that in their 22 because it is something that the opposition coach has to account for, you know? Yeah. Even if the even if the disposal efficiency is not high, um, you know, sometimes just winning the possession, winning that loose ball because you just run like a, a, a madman is an important thing, you know, getting that first first uh, turning touch for a turnover. Um, so I can understand why he'd be kept in the side in that case, but he's just yeah. not doing it enough. He's just yeah. not doing it enough, and I just don't have any confidence he will. He's got a really weird set of attributes. Like if he had if he had a, uh, a good goal sense, if he had a really good goal sense, he would be All-Australian. Yeah, like I'm pretty, I reckon he'd be oh, yeah. really right up there. Because yeah. how, many time, how many goals has he fluffed or kicked sideways to oh, someone yeah. or whatever? Uh, it was like said, heaps it, and heaps. Every time he has a snapshot, it ends up further away from goal as yeah, when he yeah. hit the ball. Like if he could, if he could kick his snaps, he'd be sitting on about thirty goals this year. Absolutely, that's, that's about, and that's being serious as well. Um, not, look, probably his last I'm decent game was, was against Collingwood, so maybe they've just kept him in this week because he seems to play really, really well against Collingwood as well. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, and that probably could be because we already talked about how, like, in the lower tier, they maybe don't have all the class that you'd hope. But yeah. if you were them. But um, he's, the, he's the one guy, just about, that has been, out of all our inconsistent players this year... He's been the most consistent. I would say been. everybody's been dropped, except for mm. him. He's the only one that hasn't been dropped. I would agree with that, yeah. Like, you think of, you know, Hartlett, I think, got dropped, or missed a game. Brody's done it, Pittard's done it. Like they've, all, all those sort of inconsistent guys... Have uh, have all missed games except for him. Yes, absolutely. And last question from Bugat as well: Should Port let Trengove go on free agency? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one. I don't know. It's really know. not Macca. It's it's not hard at all. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's staying, so I don't, I'm not sure that that's going to be an option anyway. But. I if he got an offer, to, I, would I would prefer not to match keep Trengove and let Pittard go. To be honest, I would be okay with both going. Mm. Yep. Yeah, well, it's it's the way free agency works, right? Like if you could get rid of a bunch at one time, then you probably it's good to get all your compensation in one year. I don't know. Yeah. So, I'll, yeah, I'll, they're going to go. Bye. If we could get two end of first rounders for uh, for oh, both of them, we wouldn't. No, we would probably get oh. second rounders at best. Oh, I don't know. Don't know about that. Oh no, we, nah. With the nah. with the money that was potentially going around for Pittard, he would definitely attract. You reckon that money's still there? <laughs> well, of course it is. Like, of course it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I mean, it's, it's not based on form. And if we've got it's, based to what, if... it's based on what they are attracted to contractually. So, if right. Pittard right. was. Um, was leaving for five hundred and fifty grand a year or whatever the the rumours were. That's that's definitely good enough to get an end of first round pick. Yeah, but what if he leaves for like one a one year contract? Well, he's not leaving for a one year contract, is he? Well, he might be. But and then not. you sign the next one. You know, like the club, the club, club encourages you. The club you're going to encourages you to sign a short contract, and then they can do the next one without giving having the team you came from get extra compensation. Isn't that how it works? You have a shit year, you do your knee, and suddenly you're delisted. Why would he sign that deal? Well, I don't know. I don't know. You would hope that there's a a way that they they can't do that. 
Because <laughs> otherwise, like, you sign him and, okay, he's over his free agent on a one-year contract, great, now let's re-sign him for another two. Um, <laughs> but if you're a... Pl- what, what no player manager would say, <laughs> oh, look, honestly, you've got this uh, this contract here for Port Adelaide at, you know, 450 grand for three years, but Collingwood have offered you 500 grand for one year, and that, they really have promised to pay you, like, 500 grand for the next four years after that as well, but they just don't want to give you a contract yet. Well, first of all, it depends on which club he's yeah, going to. Yeah, where do I sign? <laughs> first, of all, first of all, it depends on which club he would be going to. Um, and we are we are living, or we are we are dealing with the league that has did have the Lachlan View deal, if you recall. Like there have been some pretty dodgy things happen in the past, so don't rule it out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, oh, I can't see any player doing that because that would just be a huge risk, massive risk. Like what if he did? What if he did like a Trent Henshaw style knee and he's not going to play for two years? Yeah, look, look, you, absolutely, you could be right. You could be right. Yeah, I don't know. I think players like security. That's why they want higher uh, yearly deals as opposed to heaps of money over you know two years. That's why everything's trending towards sort of four, five, seven year deals at the moment. Yeah. Mm, all right. Well, anyway, yes. Anyway, that's it. That's it for uh, right. questions. Let's roll into the final wrap. So. Yep. It's the winning side, margin, and your highest goal kick of the port. As we said, we've got the better ruck. We've got probably the better midfield with Pendlebury out. We've definitely got a better forward line. We've got a better defensive group, better interchange bench, uh, better coaching staff. Um, so mm. Collingwood by nine points. <laughs> okay. Oh, look, I'm gonna... <laughs> no, seriously, uh, I would say port. But I'm going to say port by 72 points and... Robbie Gray will kick six goals. I'm going to say Port by 39 points. Um, just to piss off the 40-plus crowd. If it's going to be one of those sort of droll games where it's sort of, you know, a three-goal margin throughout and then we kick the last couple of goals of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, kind of where I'm, that's that kind of where I'm at. Like, it'll, it'll be enough that the players can look at it and go, oh, yeah, we smashed them. Because 39 points is still pretty smashing, but it won't be one of those ones where we kick a billion points. Um, well, it's hopefully not a billion goals, I meant, but hopefully not a billion points. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. A uh, few factors which Paul player should Collingwood be the most concerned about. It's got to be Ryder this week, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely Ryder. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and which Collingwood player should Paul be concerned about? Adams. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say. Uh, I'm I'm really not too sure about this one, this one to be honest. Okay, I, I'm going to say right. Matt Matt Sharonberg. <laughs> okay, that's who I'm going to say because on his like, I'm what, waiting for the Dudley Terrace apart rule. Pretty much exactly that, yes, because I'm expecting him to have a big breakout game at some point and show what okay. he did in the under 18s and him take like 15 intercept marks or something stupid like that. And this could be the sort of guy, especially if if uh, Hugel Doward, yeah, that's what I was about to say. If uh, if Dugues does play down back and we're playing a sole toll up forward in Dixon, that might just be the exact sort of game where something stupid like that might happen. Look, I mean, it's entirely possible that Bucks will sort of do the same thing security did. Like security, when we were talking about the game for that, like they they were not contesting much this year. I think they probably had the most contested game they had that, this year uh, against us. And it might be that Collingwood trying to do the same thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
I guess in that case, that might trouble out. On paper, we shouldn't have any trouble going forward because they don't contest enough. But if they start contesting, then yeah, maybe we'll turn over and maybe Sharon Berg will get those possessions you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. Um, quite achiever for Port Adelaide, who's going to put in the game with highest standard that may not wear the crowds? Uh, I, I'm. It's going to be someone from the interchange bench, uh, but we don't really know who the interchange bench is yet. I, I want to say Jakey Need. Um, okay. If he plays. <laughs> I don't, that's great. Um, but in just because we don't know, I'm going to say uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones, who's going to shut down Jamie Elliott. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Tom Clory, because we're just not going to hear about Darcy Moore. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. And everyone will go, oh, yeah, he did all right. But... You know, we just obliterate him. Yeah. All right. Well, looks like we're done. Uh, so thank you, everyone, that listening live. I haven't been following conversation this time because for whatever reason I couldn't bring out the chat. Um, but thank you. And um, if you're in Adelaide, go to the game. It. We should, look, you're going you're gonna well, to see a people at Collingwood. That's a question. Yeah. What do you think the yeah. crowd's going to be after last week? I have no idea. Um, look, it's a, it's another one of those ridiculous Sunday Twilight games, which I always hate. Um, so we're not going to get as many people travelling over from Melbourne as we might. What's the temperature going to be on Sunday? That's the real question. Uh, not sure. I haven't looked at that. Uh, um, I really hope we don't get a sub-30 crowd. But I think it's well, a possibility. There's always calling good fans in, in Adelaide, so that will help. Yeah. Um, although they might not be particularly excited about turning up. Oh, no, Sunday, there you go. Maximum 21 on Sunday. Yeah, so it should be a decent right, crowd, you'd think. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it should be fine. So what other games are you looking forward to this weekend? Honestly, not much. Um, I should look forward to Dogs-Giants, but I just think... Yeah. Um, Swans are free, I don't know. Swans will win. Yeah, oh, you would think. Geelong so, so Richmond, I don't care about anymore. Three really good games this weekend, I reckon. Um, which uh, which could really sort of shape the finals, and that's uh, Dogs GWS. Um, I, I would hope that we would hope that uh, the Dogs win that one. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, Geelong and Richmond. That's going to be a big one, especially with the outs that Geelong have. Um, yeah, yeah. Rick has said that he doesn't think Geelong will win another game this year, so that uh, that, that could be something. And uh, certainly, if Richmond win, I would almost prefer Richmond win that because that would really put Geelong right back into uh, touching distance, and uh, we are right back in the uh, in the race for top four again. Uh, okay. And the other one is Melbourne St Kilda, which I thought you yeah, should that's probably on. that's probably a fairly important one. Yeah, because they're both near to the eight. Um, whoever's in that, whoever loses that, is uh, you would think is definitely uh, out. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so I suppose that's a pretty big one. I might go to that. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> that's my weekend, sort of. That's it. <laughs> go to the cool. MCG, watch Melbourne versus St Kilda, and then come home and uh, watch us play Collingwood on TV. All good. So the uh, realistically count, I reckon I had you at about six. Oh, shit, really? Uh, and I reckon I've still <laughs> said that's it about ten times, so... I reckon you only just said it that time then. I don't know. I reckon you were really good on it because I was, I was listening a bit for it, but um, I kept forgetting. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know we what happened. 
I, I wrote on my rundown, that's it, in big blue letters, and I scrolled past it, and that's why I started saying oh, it again. Oh, there you go. There you go. Ah, okay. All right, well, I'll Rook, have to put it in twice next time. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. All right, well, look, thanks for listening in, and go for it, Adelaide, uh, and hopefully something fantastic happens, and Dougal Howard kicks four goals. Yes, that would be great. That would be fantastic. All right, can't thoughts. Wines, Gray, fancy, well done. Still Gray, handball's good. West off, could kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. 